At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets back on the road again. They're visiting the top team in the West tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll give you our game preview for that one. Look at some of the statistics superlatives and milestones that we are monitoring heading into this matchup and talk about hopefully what will be the marquee head-to-head matchup that is going all the way back to their rookie of the year campaigns LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards comparisons hopefully fingers crossed we get that one tonight nothing is assured as of the taping of this podcast LaMelo is listed as questionable with that ankle injury that held him out of the last game against Philadelphia but fingers crossed we'll get to see the head-to-head matchup either way covering all these topics with me he's my producer on the Hornets radio network as well as the producer of this fine podcast Rob Longo here with us once again Rob thanks so much for joining me hey Sam happy to be here I'm not sure if it's any warmer here in Charlotte the way that we've had the weather the last couple of days but I will definitely take it over snowy and cold and windy Minneapolis so better than you than me man yeah I've been made fun of several times for bundling up with you know the the head cap the scarf gloves people like hey you're walking from the hotel to the bus bus into a building I said I don't care I don't want to be cold, so I'm uh, very much envious of everyone back in Charlotte, even if it's a little cooler than normal back in the Queen City. Unfortunately for the Hornets, it's been a little bit of a cold stretch overall, but Charlotte definitely showed some things over this last homestand, picking up a win over San Antonio and a rather close call against Philadelphia, so collectively, team playing a little bit better over these last two nights, and one big thing to watch always is the play of LaMelo Ball. Now, he missed the last game against Philadelphia, again, as of the taping of this podcast, he is listed as questionable for tonight's game, so don't want to get too far out in front of ourselves. But with a matchup against Minnesota, I think it's always fun to highlight LaMelo versus Anthony Edwards. We say it a lot whenever a draft class comes out, Rob Longo, you know, these two will be tied together for the rest of time, but we don't often look back all that much and say, well, how really do they fare head-to-head? How do their numbers compare with one another? So I thought it'd be a fun exercise to try out today ahead of, hopefully, a head-to-head meeting between LaMelo and Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it's an interesting pair, and it's something, like you said, that we'll always hear from draft class people, especially when one is the first overall pick and one is the third overall pick, and then the third overall pick ends up winning Rookie of the Year over the first overall pick. So it is an interesting dynamic. I think that LaMelo obviously had the much better rookie season compared to Anthony Edwards. LaMelo Ball being an all-star in his second season as well is another added 
accolade to LaMelo, but Anthony Edwards has had the better team success, and there's no way of trying to get around that. They've been to the playoffs. They're the best team in the Western Conference now, so there's a team aspect to Anthony Edwards and what he brings to the Minnesota Timberwolves and some of the pieces he has around him, and then there's the LaMelo Ball aspect who might have the better individual accolades, but the team hasn't quite been where it wants to be and wants to be maybe that model for Minnesota moving forward. And the interesting thing for the T-Wolves right now in terms of team success, at least to me, Rob, is just the cast of characters that they've been able to put around Anthony Edwards, or maybe more appropriate to say Anthony Edwards was put around another superstar already. Keep in mind, they had a number one overall pick in Carl Anthony Towns already on that squad. Anthony Edwards was added in to that mix. Later on, they would go out and grab another center and Rudy Gobert. Michael Conley is back with that team. Jaden McDaniels, uh, brother of former Hornet Jalen McDaniels, was a high draft pick in the same class as Anthony Edwards. So, you know, they've really built up that roster organically, but over a long period of time and then took the big swing on the Gobert trade, which seems to be paying off right now. They've already got 30 wins on the season and currently the number one team in the Western Conference. But in terms of the head-to-head, a couple of things that are of note to me. One, Obviously, team success, you're right. Minnesota's had more than Charlotte. There's no denying that. But, you know, again, it's not just one player. It's not Anthony Edwards arrived and all of a sudden they took off. There was a lot already there in terms of Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, they've continued to add all-star level talent with Rudy Gobert into the mix. For Charlotte, LaMelo's been the lone all-star on this team for a while, and unfortunately, injuries have deprived us of the chance to really see what the group looks like together. But in terms of individual success, the big separators between these two guys, one tilts in one direction, one tilts in the other. The biggest statistical surprise I had, I assumed Anthony Edwards had played more games in his career than LaMelo Ball, considering LaMelo's injury history, uh, the wrist fracture, his rookie season, having to have surgery on the ankle to basically kill off uh, at least half of last season. Anthony Edwards has played in 81 more games than LaMelo Ball at this stage of his career. They're four years in, he's played a full NBA season more. Yeah, that's something that I was going to look at, too. I'm looking at the numbers right now as we're talking about it, and it's crazy. I mean, yeah, we know that LaMelo's missed a lot of time in the last couple of seasons, but you don't think it's almost a full season's worth compared to Anthony Edwards. So we talk about it a lot that sometimes the best ability is availability, and I think that when you take a look at these two players and the argument one way or the other, whether you're Team Ant or Team Mello, if you want to break it down that way, then you know sometimes you got to look at the numbers like that with the total games played. And Anthony Edwards has been a workhorse. He definitely has, obviously, the more points, the more rebounds. LaMelo has more assists just because of the style of play because Anthony Edwards is such a talented scorer but and so is Lamelo too but Lamelo also facilitates a lot more as well but it's crazy when you look at it that it's nearly a full season more that Anthony Edwards has played than Lamelo Ball and they came into the league at the same exact time as well so crazy to think that way and it kind of makes you wonder and ponder what could have been if Lamelo didn't fracture the wrist his rookie season if he didn't break that ankle last year as well if the 20 games he missed this year from the ankle sprain wasn't an issue it just kind of makes you think what could have been in that sense but it's one of those things where these guys are still young there's still a lot of road ahead of them and there's a lot to look forward to and hopefully Lamelo is able to go tonight and we're able to add another chapter into this matchup so that stat slides significantly to Anthony Edwards as you said for a lot of people the first ability is availability and Anthony Edwards has had a lot more of that a lot of that is luck, but you know d- durability, I guess, is a, is a factor here. So Anthony Edwards gets the edge there. But basically every single other number I could look at, LaMelo has a strong argument or a clear 
argument that he has been the better player in terms of averages per game. Because again, if if you're looking just total stats, Edwards has played a season more. So he should have more numbers across the board compared to LaMelo. But in terms of a per game basis, Anthony Edwards only averages two points more per game. You mentioned style of play. LaMelo's much more and much better a facilitator than just an outright scorer, even though his personal outright scoring has soared here in his fourth season in the league. But over the course of the careers, Edwards only averaging two points per game more, both are north of 20 points per game. Melo averages more rebounds per game than Anthony Edwards. He averages almost double the assists compared to Anthony Edwards. He's the better three-point shooter compared to Anthony Edwards. And maybe most importantly, when the two square off on the court, they're both playing in the same game at the same time, LaMelo's team is 4-1 and one against Anthony Edwards. They haven't played against each other this year. Both guys missed the previous matchup, making this one tonight all that more enticing. Last year, they only played once in Minnesota, February 24th. LaMelo had 32 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, outdueling Anthony Edwards, who had 29 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists in a Hornets win. The year before, they played in both games, Charlotte-Minnesota splitting the pair. LaMelo in the Hornets win had a 13-assist game. Edwards kind of muted stats in the one in Minnesota. It was an overtime win for the T-Wolves. LaMelo still outshined Ant-Man. 22 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists for LaMelo. 9 points, 4 boards, 1 assist for Edwards. And then in their rookie season, it was a LaMelo sweep. Hornets by 6 in Charlotte, 33 in Minnesota, even though their individual stats scoring-wise were very similar, rebounding and assists significantly in favor of LaMelo. So availability is huge. We all know that, especially after the couple of years the Hornets have been through. But I think you can say that LaMelo has won the head-to-head match with Anthony Edwards pretty decisively, both with team success and personal. And then on the averages, game after game, LaMelo, when he's out there, seems to be the stronger player, although there's a very strong argument to make for the number one overall pick from that class, Anthony Edwards. And the other thing, too, if we go back to that game last season where the Hornets won it by 8, 121 to 113, you rattled off LaMelo's stats. He was a plus 10 in the plus minus in that game. Anthony Edwards, who more likely than not was in the game at the same time than LaMelo Ball, ended up being a minus 3 out there. So I think that's kind of a decisive number as well. I mean, you would really have to dive into the analytics and see if there are any matchups involved, if anybody got switched on anybody, how many minutes they were exactly out on the floor at the same time to get that true plus minus and all that stuff. I'm not going to do that. I'm sure there's some statistical nerd out there that might go and do that. I better not let Sam Perley catch wind of this because he might be able to dive down in a rabbit hole knowing him and his antics. But it's interesting that it's those kind of numbers. And the other thing that's really interesting for me too is that right now, based off of the points per game, these players are having career years and points per game on average. They're having their best season scoring-wise today. Anthony Edwards is averaging close to 26 points per game. LaMelo Ball, when he's healthy this season, is averaging a little bit over 25 points per game. So it just shows that they're continuing to get better as well, especially in the scoring department, which I also find interesting. So we don't know if Lamelo's going to play tonight. He's listed as questionable as of the recording of this podcast. Hopefully he's able to play and we're able to kind of settle this. I don't want to say once and for all, but once and for all this season, because this will be the last matchup between these two teams, unless the Hornets go on a miraculous run and we see both teams in the finals, which we're never going to roll out, obviously, especially wearing purple and teal glasses. But yeah, this could be a really, really fun one tonight in Minneapolis if Lamelo Ball is able to go. One day, some way, it'll happen. No doubt about it. Hornets and Timberwolves tonight hopefully another 
contest between LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. Two outstanding players, draft class rivals. LaMelo has had the upper hand winning four of the five head-to-head meetings between the two players when they're both on the same floor, same time for their respective sides. We'll see if he can get it done again tonight inside the Target Center. Coming up next, we're going to look at some of the statistical highlights that we are going to be looking for tonight. And ask Rob Longo, which one's most likely to fall? That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, and you know we always scour the stats, the record books, trying to find everything that is humanly possible that might fall for the Hornets, either individually or collectively, going into a game. These things, they don't just pop into our head as we're, you know, going I wonder if you know Terry Rozier is about to climb into fourth in some random stat no we're we're constantly monitoring all of these things and there's a couple that are significant that we had our eye on coming into this one that we thought we'd share with you going into the game Rob Longo are there any that stand out to you that uh, we've been anticipating now for a couple of games that maybe you think are going to fall especially or or of particular note well, there's a couple that are on the horizon that are pretty close. I know that Miles Bridges is eight three-pointers away from tying Glenn Rice for made three-pointers in a Hornets uniform. I'm not, I don't think he's going to get it tonight. That would definitely be a career effort, but it would be something that would be really cool if it did happen. But if you go back to what Miles has done over his last three games, the three-point shooting has been a lot better than a little bit of a slump that he went through. I mean, there were some lulls in there. If you go back to last week where the Hornets were in San Antonio and in Miami, he went a combined two for 11 from beyond the arc, but then he really picked it up in New Orleans, three for seven from three, only attempted two three-pointers in that win against San Antonio, but he was able to hit on both of them. And then he was five for 10 from beyond the arc against Philadelphia the other night as well. So he's starting to round into form a little bit. And I think the five of 10 from three is even a little bit more impressive considering LaMelo Ball did not play in that one. So there was maybe a little bit more added pressure offensively by Miles just because the defense was able to key in on him a little bit more. And again, I'm not saying that Miles is going to go 8 for 10 tonight in Minnesota from three-point land. It would be a lot cooler if he did, obviously. But I think that's one that's really interesting that he's getting close to that mark because, again, I understand it's a different era, but Glenn Rice played for so long here in Charlotte and accomplished so many great things. And it's somebody that Miles Bridges kind of looks up to a little bit as well because just like Miles, Glenn Rice is from Flint, Michigan. They're both very proud of where they came from. And it was a little bit of an idol for Miles Bridges growing up. And he didn't even know that would happen. Somebody asked him about it in the postgame presser the other day about how he was closing in on catching Glenn Rice. And he was kind of uh, starstruck a little bit in a sense by saying, wow, I mean, that's kind of an honor because he said that Miles said that he hasn't done really half the things that Glenn Rice has accomplished. So I think that one would be one that's very meaningful to Miles if he's able to catch Glenn Rice. And it might not happen tonight, but it might happen in the next coming days as well. 
Yeah, I think tonight is uh, is less likely just because, as you mentioned, that would be a career high for Miles Bridges. But if he knocks down eight, would take him to 508 time with Glenn Rice for the seventh most threes in franchise history. Another one on the less likely side. Uh, again, we don't know the official stats for LaMelo Ball going into tonight's game. Uh, right now he's questionable, but as of the recording of this podcast, I should say. Uh, but P.J. Washington, six threes back of LaMelo to regain fifth place. Those two have been kind of trading the spot back and forth based off availability over the last uh, couple weeks, basically the entirety of this season. But right now, LaMelo has the upper hand by six. The ones I think are most likely to fall, one involves P.J. He needs one more block to move into eighth in franchise history. He would officially move past Marvin Williams in that category. And the most likely to fall, Terry Rose. Rogier. He had a, a rarity for him in a Hornets uniform, a game without a made three, which leaves him at 1,199 career triples, one away from 1,200. Can you guess how many players in the history of the game, Rob Longo, have knocked down 1,200 triples? I feel like you asked this question to Matt Carroll on a broadcast the other day, and I wasn't paying a ton of attention, but I want to say there was... I want to say it was around like 56 or something like that. Well, bad form on you not paying attention to the broadcast as the producer. Hopefully everyone else out there is listening. I did bring it up with Matt. It's 94 right now. 94 players have knocked down 1,200 threes. Terry would be number 95. So I think that one's fairly likely to fall. Also, Terry Rozier having averaged more than 20 points per game. Uh, he needs one more of those to pass Glenn Rice, who we were talking about before, for the third most 20-point games in franchise history. Next one will be his 161st. So a couple of the things we'll be keeping our eye on for tonight as the Hornets go head-to-head with Minnesota and several of our players, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, go after some personal historical milestones as well. Coming up next, we will preview the matchup Hornets versus Timberwolves. That's our game tonight on the Hornets radio network. And of course, you can watch it on Bally Sports Southeast as well. Game preview next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets tipping off a two-game road trip tonight. They'll visit the Detroit Pistons in a couple of days tonight, taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota. Best record in the Western Conference, the second best record overall in the NBA right now, 30-12. and 12. They are coming off a loss against the second best team in the West, Oklahoma City. Uh, pretty close affair, but uh, Minnesota ended up dropping that one. Charlotte, of course, coming off a loss to Philadelphia, but that was also a very close affair, a game that Charlotte was oh so close to putting into clutch time, even though at that time they were playing without Mark Williams, Nick Richards, LaMelo Ball, and Gordon Hayward. One more time, we will say it again till we're blue in the face as of the recording of this podcast. The status for LaMelo Ball is 
questionable. So no guarantees he's able to come back from the ankle injury that sidelined him last time. We're keeping our fingers crossed on a variety of levels, but obviously the Hornets a much, much better team when LaMelo is out there uh, than when he is not. So uh, hopefully for Hornets fans' sake and the, the fans of that rivalry matchup between LaMelo Ball and his draft classmate, Anthony Edwards, will get a chance to see it here tonight. Rob Longo, uh, you know how this works. We need players to watch for both sides as well as a stat to watch. Where would you like to begin? Let's go ahead and kick it off with a statistic to watch, and I think the number for me to look at tonight is second-chance point opportunities. The Hornets are third-worst in field goal percentage in the association going into this one. Minnesota's top five, top six, so nothing crazy in that sense, but they're so efficient from the field, and they're number one in defensive rating right now in the NBA. So you're not going to have a lot of good looks at the bucket, and because... Minnesota is just so good at shooting the basketball. They don't have a lot of second-chance points opportunities. So when you look at the spread on those two statistics, you think, well, Minnesota doesn't do a good job on the offensive glass. Well, it's because they don't have that many opportunities because they're making most of their shots. So for the Hornets, I think it's one of those things where you're probably not going to get a ton of great looks because that defense is so good for Minnesota, mostly because of the size of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Anthony Edwards also provides a lot of size out there on the wing as well. So there's not that many holes on the defensive end for the Timberwolves. So you got to pick and choose your spots a little bit. You're probably not going to get great looks 100% of the time, obviously. It's the NBA for a reason. These are the best players in the world for a reason. So the defense is going to be tough to penetrate. But I think that if you're able to just try to sneak in there and have a really good offensive rebounding effort against guys like Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, then it can go a long way. And you're going to need those second and third chance points opportunities, I think, to stay in this one tonight, especially because of the way that the Timberwolves play defense. So for me, second chance point opportunities is going to be my statistic to watch, mostly because of the Hornets' side of the glass. I'm on a similar wavelength as you, Rob. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. I'm going to say points in the paint is the stat to watch for this one. Uh, the first head-to-head meeting, Rudy Gobert went absolutely berserk. He is an exceptional, exceptional defensive player, one of the best in this generation of the game, but he is not necessarily known as being a serious offensive threat, and he was one last game. He had 26 points, second-leading score in the entire game for either team. Charlotte didn't have LaMelo Ball in that one, but with Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller and Gordon Hayward at the time and Mark Williams at the time on the floor, Gobert still went for 26-12. and 12. So I think that is definitely something to watch, and, and he's clearly not taking a lot of jump shots. The furthest away he gets from the cylinder is free throws. He made six of those in nine attempts. So the Hornets need to control the paint. I thought they did a very very good job against Philadelphia of taking the paint away from Joel Embiid. I'm talking about right under the cylinder. He might have had a toe in from the elbow or at the free throw line and knocked down a, a plethora of those jumpers as he is prone to do. But Charlotte didn't let him just dunk all over him most of the night or get to the cup all that easily. And I think that's what helped keep them in the game. For Minnesota, similar, if not even more so. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns is a perimeter threat. Uh, and, you know, they've got other guys. Nas Reed coming off the bench is a big man. He's a perimeter threat as well. But if Rudy Gobert is eating you alive on the interior, it's just not going to be a high rate of success, particularly with the status of the Hornets centers. Uh, Nick Richards also questions questionable for tonight's game and obviously Mark Williams remains out so points in the paint my key stat to watch for this one tonight where next Timberwolves or Hornets 
Let's go with the Hornets player to watch. Go ahead and give me Brandon Miller. The last time that these two teams played, he finished with 22 points. Pretty good performance. 8 of 18 shooting from the field. 2 for 5 beyond the arc. So a higher shot volume than what we've seen at times from Brandon, or at least at that point of the season. Again, that was a, a six-point loss back at the beginning of December. So I thought it was interesting that he got that many looks at the bucket. And then you go back to the game on Saturday where he finishes with 23 points and similar shot volume. 8 of 17 from the field but just 2 of 10 from beyond the arc. So I think that if he's able to turn it around from three-point land a little bit here, that gives him obviously a little bit more of an opportunity tonight to really have a scoring impact against a Minnesota team that, like you mentioned, packs the paint a lot. So the perimeter shooting might be crucial here this evening, and if Brandon Miller is going to be a lot more efficient from beyond the arc, it's going to go a lot further of a longer way here for the Hornets, and it's going to help them obviously stay in this one and be competitive and hopefully pick up a win. So Brandon Miller is the guy that I'm going to keep an eye out on the wing tonight for. I like the pick. I'm going with Miles Bridges. He has been a very hot hand for the Hornets. 14 straight games with a made three. He has really you know, helped that, that stat category for himself. It's not a career best, but it's the second best. His best was the 2021 season. He was actually a 40% three-point shooter, but that was a year where he largely came off the bench, so didn't have the same kind of shot profile or shot volume, uh, not nearly the same role on the team as he has now as one of the top three scorers night in, night out. So to have his second highest three-point percentage of that, I think is notable. Last seven games, he's averaging 21 points per contest. He's shooting upwards of 42% from three, and he's gone 13 for 14 from the foul line. So he's getting it done in all kinds of ways and as we mentioned earlier on this podcast getting the bulk of the attention from the opposition he's got the shoulders to carry it hopefully he can continue to do that unlock things a little bit more for Terry Rozier Brandon Miller and whomever else is able to go for the Hornets tonight last but not least a Timberwolf to watch I gotta go ahead with Cat. I think that he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink for them. Carl Anthony Towns, 19 points, 11 rebounds the other night in a 102-97 loss at home against Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City, of course, is playing some really good ball this season as well. But Towns, just 4 for 10 from the field. Pretty average, I would say, for, for him. Maybe a little bit below his average. 1 of 4 from beyond the arc, but 10 for 10 at the free throw line. And we know what Joel Embiid did on Saturday against the Hornets, just having a parade route or a direct path to the free throw line and it was very very tiresome we know that the Hornets have difficulty staying out of foul trouble this season as well so it's kind of a combination of those things and we don't know the status of Nick Richards again he's questionable heading into tonight as far as we know as of the recording of this podcast so that creates some question marks in the center position as well for Charlotte I know that Cat and Rudy Gobert can be a little interchangeable and because of the three-point range Carl Anthony Towns mostly plays the four now instead of the five when those two are out there on the floor, but regardless, he can torch you. He went for 28 points last time these two teams met, 10 of them coming in the fourth quarter to really pull the Timberwolves away from the Hornets in that game at Spectrum Center, and he just seems to be a Hornet killer over the years as well. There was a game, I don't know if it was last year or the year prior in Minnesota, where it was just one of those games where he just completely took over in the fourth quarter. I want to say it went to overtime as well, and the Timberwolves were able to pull out the win, so Carl Anthony Towns just seems like he's a thorn in the side for Charlotte, and he's got to be my player to watch tonight. Can't argue with it. He was number one on my board. Uh, we've talked a lot about Cat and his expertise, Rudy Gobert, his impact on games, Anthony Edwards, the former number one overall pick in that potential head-to-head matchup again with LaMelo Ball. Knock on wood, that happens, but I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. 
Give me Nas Reed as my Timberwolves player to watch. Uh, you know, with Charlotte so shorthanded at the center position, the minutes you really have to be concerned about at times, and, and Coach Clifford has talked about, is when the starters are not on the floor, when you're trying to, you know, do anything you can to survive a couple of minutes of rest to get Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball when he's out there, Terry Rozier, and starting center right now, Nick Richards, a little bit of rest. And Nas Reed is someone who can really hurt you off the bench. He has had 14 straight games with the made three. He is a center. Uh, he's averaging 13 points per game in that span. It's a little bit more of a, a skilled center than a heavy rebounder, but we've seen him go for double doubles off the bench, much in the same way Nick Richards has. And his last two games, he has been red hot. Four for five in one game, 61% from three. So he's an excellent player, very skilled big man, can fill it up. And and for the Hornets, if they you know play all their cards right and are able to keep pace with the best team in the West when the starters are out there or even get a little bit ahead, the bench is a really a spot that they could be punished in if Nas Reed is able to get going. So he'll be my focal point for the Timberwolves tonight. Either way, however it goes, we will have you covered tomorrow with another recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast with Rob Longo in the anchor chair. Rob, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of the HHC. Thanks, Sam. Stay warm, and we'll talk to you later tonight. Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For everybody here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.